Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Thank you for listening to Spin, the rally pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. Well, hello, Dirtfish Rally friends, and welcome to Spin the Rally Pod. It's a post-Acropolis rally. Do you forget where we were then? Yeah, for a second. (laughs) Thanks, David. It's a post-Acropolis rally, Spin the Rally Pod, uh, with myself, Colin Clark, and our... I don't know what you are these days, David. You're our head of media. You're our senior staff writer. Uh, what else are you? Just your general bottle washer and uh, driver. You've un- been our driver all weekend, which driver. has been quite nice. David Evans. David Evans joining us as always on Spin the Rally Pod. David, I think we have to kick off, really, this one talking about the organisers and the challenges they faced. It's only three I, days ago. I want to take you back, Colin. Colin, just to set the scene a wee bit here, Cole and Elliot, I can't remember, were out here a bit earlier. Came out on Tuesday. Tuesday. I came out Wednesday night. And so the boys landed in Tuesday and a bit of rain arrived Tuesday afternoon. And I got a variety of phone calls ranging from, oh, it's terrible. Oh, the way that's terrible. All the way up to, they're going to cancel it. it. There's no way they can run this event. It's finished. Don't even bother coming. Take it on the plane. It's going to be a nightmare. Honestly, <laughs> if you'd sat with us on Thursday morning in the little cafe in Carmina Vula and you'd watched the raging torrent that was running down the street and the rain that was coming down, you'd have understood. So I, I arrived, as I say, Wednesday night into Athens. Uh, and stayed in a, in a hotel overnight, arrived very late on Wednesday night and stayed just about five miles outside of the airport. And I have to say, I have not experienced rain and th- thunder and lightning. Oh. You know where, George Donaldson, we need GD here right now because I have never experienced continual lightning. Yeah. It just, it, it was almost like it was more light than dark. Wow. And the, and the thunder would just, there was very, very little thunder. Yeah. Just a sheet of continual lightning. And then all of a sudden, another huge fork into the mountains. And honestly, I, I was in this, it, it, it was a nice-ish hotel, but not a great hotel. But the electricity kept going off. Um, and there was probably, I would say, a six-foot balcony. Uh, and it was quite well protected. So I thought, oh, I'll just go and stand out on the balcony. I opened the door. And it was like you turned the shower straight into the room. Whoa. And the rain was coming from underneath the balcony, six feet in. It was just unbelievable. So no, I do I do get it. But then Thursday, Thursday afternoon, when we were just about to record our preview at the Super Special, it absolutely poured with rain again. And that was the last of the rain, wasn't it? It was the last of the rain, thank you. That was about but two o'clock, two o'clock Thursday. Yeah, but it wasn't the last of the challenges because no. the big challenge for the organizers was you know, the state of the roads, particularly in the mountains. We we started off on Friday around Lutraki. We headed then towards the mountains, towards Lamia, Saturday and Sunday, all up in the mountains. Mm. And the concern there was the state of the roads, the access roads, would they get emergency crews in? I am quite astonished that all that we have lost here is shakedown and 10 kilometres of the final stage of the rally. There was another one shortened, was there not? Was there another one shortened a wee bit somewhere? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, well, we, we haven't lost much. We've lost no. a whole load less than I anticipated we would lose. It's a great job. Two things happened to the roads, though, didn't they? The, the roads either got washed away yeah. and left enormous, just kind of... Uh, ah, you're right. It was the... Uh, sorry, mate. The second stage on Friday morning was shortened. Yeah, exactly, shortened. exactly. So it either washed all of the rocks away and it left these huge kind of just gorgeous in the middle of the road that was incredibly difficult to get through or the road just filled with mud and became absolutely flooded and that was where the issue was on the recce that the roads were impassable because simply two-wheel drive cars couldn't get anywhere couldn't get up any hills 
Um, it, it was. It's been a really compromised event in terms of stuff. A lot of stuff that we've never really seen before, such as a recce that okay you can do this stage now or oh crikey it's going a bit dark okay we'll give you another chance to recce this stage tomorrow which Augier had to do or which Augier had to do yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then just the organizers sending out these videos yeah because obviously the crews were really keen they'd done their own some of the stages they'd recce on Monday and they were coming to them on the weekend so it's so much evolution of the road across those four or five days yeah. that the organizers were saying okay fair enough we understand those concerns We'll send a car through, a video car through, make a video of the whole stage the day before or as close as we can to when you're running and then send you all the videos. Yeah, so which is the, great. Which is quite, brilliant. But you but, had 24 hours yeah, sometimes and, until and, the stage ran and they evolved again. And on top of that, you know, the, the, the stages today, yeah. the, the boys were having to watch and the boys and girls were having to watch the videos last night. Yeah. They're already trying to watch their own on boards. And, and honestly, it's been a gargantuan effort from yeah. the organizers have yeah. done everything they can they could do to, to make this work uh, but it's been such a stress for the teams and for yeah. the crews they've had so much more work but it's worth it oh totally totally worth it we, it's the acropolis rally for goodness sake it's a acropolis rally and yeah. we've had another absolute blinding we, we have rally. we've had a blinding rally because there has been so much again to talk about but I have to say, the Friday, we'll talk through the teams, but the, the Friday for me, I, I really don't like these days. It wasn't a long day in terms of competitive mileage, but it was an enormously long day in terms of the distance covered. No service. What happens when you get no service or no remote service is you get drivers driving accordingly. And OK, you might say, well, that's, that goes back to the good old days of rallying where there was strategy and all It's a strategic approach, yeah. But, but we, we didn't see drivers pushing to the limit because they knew that early on in the rally, pushing to the limit could be catastrophic. So we didn't see an awful lot happening on Friday. Apart I think from part two of, M Sport cars. Apart from two M Sport cars. Yeah, but that was completely, completely but, different. You know, we had one yeah. that where the... Yeah, it was of, not uh, in any way related to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, but that's something but for, for future so discussion. Hang on a second, Cole, because you know, well, let's briefly discuss it here because, you know, we consistently have banged on about the fact that central service is frustrating. Yeah. You know, we want to, to have the ability to take events elsewhere, yeah. and to, that's exactly what the organisers did. They started in Athens and they progressively came north through Friday. It's a linear route. We're supposed to be loving the linear route. Yeah, no, but they, they did linear routes in the past, David, with roadside services yeah. or with. Should we call them pop-up services? I don't know what yeah. you want to call them. Remote services. They only became remote services when we introduced the cloverleaf pattern. Whatever you want to call it, they, they, they didn't do linear routes with big gaps between but services. But now, thanks to we understand there's a meeting next week, WRC Commission meeting next week, uh, not next week, September the 22nd, yeah. where if you go and have a look on dirtfish.com, you will have seen the story. Super, uh, just unbelievably encouraging story from the promoter that they are now discussing not ditching central service cloverleaf um, configuration relaxing the rules but potentially giving events the opportunity yeah. Yeah. to run remote yeah. services again which is that would have worked brilliantly it on, on on friday wouldn't yeah, it it really would have you know you send a couple of boys a couple of team members down in a van chuck a box in the back chuck yeah. some bits and pieces in it yeah and crack on and, absolutely and for me that that's absolute heaven. Let's just get back to that. And it makes an awful lot of sense. Uh, you're right now, the regulations don't allow it. You're not allowed no. to put in a remote service. So and when I, sorry, just when I say it's absolute heaven, that's, it's a little bit of nonsense because we do need- It's like a nostalgic view of it. You're kind yeah, of looking it is. back we at do, the good old days, We do need you? the commercial aspect. Yeah. You know, back in the day when, when Ari Vatten and, and David Richards were changing gearboxes at the side of the road and all of that stuff it's great but that is 100 percent impractical these days um and we need we need a central we need an element of a service park to bring the, the commercial aspect of the sport together we need you know there are partners for all of these teams they want to come and they want to to be wined and dined a little bit and to see some action but i i, I think there are ways of doing that that, that don't need you if you have a central rally fest yeah that, you know the, the, the rally comes through at some point you know, yeah. But that is where you host your, your amazing big hospitality units and you put on a proper rally fest. Yeah. So you know, the teams have all got extra cars, they've all got extra drivers. Yeah. You, can, you can take your VIPs out. There's yeah. nothing better than taking a VIP out, putting them in a car. That 100%. could be a, a, a rally yeah. five car or a rally one car. And yeah. for someone that's never been in a rally car, 
It it's just as thrilling. It's you know, just no, as thrilling. I, I agree. So I there just, are ways of doing it, but you have to be open-minded. You there have are. to be open-minded. My only point is that we can't can't go back to, to three days of remote services and basically forget all no. of that all of that no. aspect. We have to embrace all different. You have to have a rally central, and you have to have yeah. the ability to go. Out, I think and and you know utilize because let's face it. At the end of the day, you know. The availability of rally stages, 25 years ago, 30 years ago in the UK, there were thousands of kilometres of mm. rally stages available to you. Every single year, that number shrinks. You know, yeah. We can't go to the wonderful stages in, um, in Italy, in northern Italy now. Yeah, it's all tarmac. So the opportunity decreases every year. I can't remember the point I was about to make there. But yeah, we have to be able to use what's available to us and we have to be able to say, yeah, we, we're going to go there. It might be 100 miles away, but we're going there. In defence of Tuscany, there's still enough of those beautiful white gravel roads. Right. We know that. When, we were in. We, we a couple were of years in, yeah. ago, we were up there. Yeah. And we found most of them, aren't we? There's, there's, so, there's plenty. Anyway, we, 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 we get slightly sidetracked by talk of it. And it's worth getting sidetracked, as you say, because it is big news that. And yeah, do go and read David's article. It's very, very encouraging and a really interesting article. Let's talk about the rally, though, David. Um, you know, we look back 12 months and... You know, it was an absolute joy for Hyundai. It was an absolute nightmare for Toyota. Completely reversed this year. It's a one-two for Toyota, who really haven't looked in any trouble, it's fair to say. Yes, you know, Alvin Evans did have one or two little issues. Ogier had his issue, but that was down to the conditions. But Robin Perra at the front, even although he opened the road on Friday, he's kind of looked like a winner just about all weekend. It's been... And incredibly strong. You know, you, the turnaround from 12 months ago is remarkable. I think Toyota has come so far with the car, but also there's been failings with the Hyundai. And talking to Cyril Abitable through Hyundai team principal through this one, he said this one hurts. This one perhaps hurts more than most because this was where this was a banker for them. They expected the big result, a podium lockout last year. You come this year. And you're not in any way complacent, no. but you are thinking, ah, this, you know, it's yeah. less we of a stress yeah. from yeah. going somewhere like Finland or somewhere like that. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, all credit to, to Tom Fowler, uh, the technical director at Toyota and his team. They've, they've clearly worked worked some magic on that car. And like you say, Kelly Robinpera as well has worked his magic. He's He has driven the drive of a champion really this has. weekend. He, he, he didn't get ruffled. It, it is really frustrating that Ogier had his problem uh, mm. last thing on Saturday night because it would have been really cool mm. to see the, the pair of them fighting through Sunday uh, and, and I think there's a lot of speculation would Calais have, have absolutely gone for it he kind of talked the talk that he was thinking championship and you've got to but then when we spoke to him last night on and off the record you could see he talked about wanting the fight and this is what Tom said Tom Fowler said he's a driver that wants the fight he enjoys the fight and the point now is that he's got a championship in the bag. He's not clamouring for that first title in the no. way that he was last year. And he's sitting on a 25-point buffer. No, so he's, I, he's a different driver. He's, he's a more mature driver. We have talked about this a number of times. But when we caught up with him on Sunday morning, he did say, look, you know, this, this was the plan all weekend, was to show the pace, but not to do anything silly, not to take any undue risks. And he did exactly that. Yeah. And it, it was... I wouldn't say you have seen before complete master classes from Robin Perra. I wouldn't maybe categorise this one as a master class, but my goodness me, it was an impressive performance. We caught up with Cali at the end of the event, and this is what he had to say. It has been, uh, let's say, from three years to quite good ones. So definitely, when the, the condition gets tricky here, we we are quite strong. It seemed like a measured approach this weekend. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I feel that we stick to the plan quite well. Um, starting first here and then, uh, let's say, fighting back Saturday quite well, still staying out of trouble and trying to take care of the car and the tyres. So anyway, this is kind of rally where you also need to take care a bit and, and finish. Obviously, we were enjoying the battle between you and Seb. How disappointed were you yesterday evening when Seb had his issues? I'm sure there was a little bit of you that wanted him to be right there battling to the end with you. Yeah, of course. You always, always want to want to battle um, with some somebody like Seb. It's, it's not easy, but like like we we did the right thing. We kept the pressure on all the time, and 
and then yeah, that was the plan to, to stay there and, and show that we have the pace also to fight back. So David, Robin Perra is looking, he's looking like it's back-to-back -back titles, it's getting stronger and stronger by the rally. Elvin needed needed to win, he certainly, if he wasn't going to win, he needed to finish in front of Cali Robin Perra this weekend. But you know, Elvin Evans had his problems out there and he stuck at it, he stuck at it and he's, he's finished second. Um, is it a disaster for him? No. And yes, <laughs> in terms of the title, it has to be. It was this was not what he wanted to happen, but it's still it's not the end of the road because we know we've got three rounds left, um, and and a retirement for Cali brings it all close together again. I think in terms of pure pace, we needed Elvin. Elvin needed to win here to to get essentially back psychologically to that place that yes, I can beat Cali Robinpera. Um, and if he was going to do the championship on his own terms, he needed to win the rally to score maximum points on the power stage. I, 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 it's not over, but it, you know, it's, it's another small nail in the coffin yeah. of, of Elvin's championship hopes this year, I think. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that entirely. I, I just think it's... Uh, you know, he showed us, didn't he, that last stage on Friday? Mm. where you asked him you know, about well, what made the difference and what do you have to do to keep up that kind of pace and he said I have to grow a bigger set of um, balls yeah. basically yeah. Um, so he did show us that when, when he does decide to throw a little bit of caution to the wind the pace is absolutely there I but don't it, think we ever doubted that no in many ways Cole it's much harder for Alvin because he knows if he chucks it off the road it's absolutely finished yeah correct so he chucks it off the road here yeah. throws away 20, you know, whatever how many points I can't remember uh, and then suddenly you go to the next round yeah. and Calais has a, a, an, an engine problem. And you and think, what if? Yeah, exactly. What if? What exactly. If? Why did I do that? Yeah. Why didn't I settle yeah. for second? And, and that's the measure of Elvin Evans. He has such an analytical approach. To this. Yeah. He has such, you know, it's all absolutely done with an incredible amount of thought, an incredible yeah. amount of consideration. And an incredible amount. He's the most strategic of drivers that we've got yeah. out there. And he, and he, you know, he will not push it beyond where he feels... And there are various different measures that come into this, but where he feels it's safe to do so. Yeah. You know, it's safe in terms of the championship challenge, safe in terms of damaging the car, safe in terms of all sorts of things. Mm. You know, so he measures it, he weighs it up, they all come in and he decides how he's going to approach it. Last stage on Friday, for whatever reason, he decided to give it some and it was remarkable to watch. Uh, but we did also catch up with Elvin Evans. Here are his thoughts on the event. It's inevitably bittersweet. Uh, when you look at the at the point situation, then it's not not great from that side. But in all honesty, we could have been coming away with nothing. Uh, you know, yesterday lunchtime, it was looking pretty grim in that stage before lunch, even to get the car out of there. So, um, on one hand, sort of counting our lucky stars, if you know what I mean, that we got the the car out. But um, I think what happened in the first place was probably quite unlucky. We don't still know really what's caused it. Uh, there wasn't any major uh, sort of drama or impact to, to cause that. So, yeah, I mean, one of them things, and, and all things considered, we have to be happy with the, the points we got. Yeah, just looking back at that incident yesterday, uh, David and I and one or two people have discussed it, probably the majority of drivers would not have stopped and would not have had, if you like, the nous to actually say, yeah, listen, I've got to keep this car alive for the rest of the rally. You did. How long was that thought process? Did you consider it, and, or was it instant, yeah, I've got to stop? No, no, I think uh, I carried the issue for like uh, three or four k's before I, I decided to turn off the engine and, and I was monitoring the situation, let's say. Um, you know, I mean, we have a, uh, you have a rough idea what's going on with some figures that we, we get on the dash and you have to use your judgment then at that point. So David Elvin Evans, keeping his championship challenges alive, you know, as you rightly said earlier, it is going to be, or it is going to need a set of circumstances now for him to go really too much further towards the end of the season with that hope of his maiden championship. It's a mechanical but sport, Carl. You know, it is a mechanical knows? sport. Who, who knows? knows? Yes, yes, who knows? yes. And and we go to after the last three rounds, two tarmac rounds. And mm. who would you put your money on on tarmac between Elvin and Cali? Yeah. Every time I know who I'd put yeah. my money on. And don't get us wrong here. We absolutely love Cali Romperra. We do. All we want is a fight to go do. down to the wire we in do. Japan. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that there's an element that Kelly, we know he's a, he's a, he's a hustler and a street fighter, so he, yeah, he'd yeah. love it as well. Yeah, he would. Uh, Ogier, Sebastian Ogier. Before we talk about Ogier, uh, let's just hear a little bit of Ogier audio. This was 
Saturday night after what was a very difficult stage for Sebastian Ogier. The whole afternoon was actually quite eventful. Uh, it started uh, actually I think same corner where Cherry had his issue. I also had an impact uh, in, in this place because it's quite hard to invite, uh, avoid this hole. And my wish, front right wishbone was also a bit damaged, but obviously was still drivable and managed to fix it. And I was still managing to have a good pace um, on this stage and also on the next one. Uh, unfortunately, then coming to the regroup, when we started out from the regroup, there was no hybrid anymore. Yeah, obviously I knew I would lose a bit of time on this stage without hybrid. But uh, that wasn't uh, the biggest issue we had at the end because uh, after a couple of kilometers we started to have one puncture on the rear. And almost straight away after that, uh, the second one appeared. So we had double puncture on the rear. Unfortunately, uh, exit of the airpin. I don't know, it, it looks like one of the smoothest of the, this stage, which was very rough. Uh, a very small bang I hear on the rear and uh, my upright was broken. Since I'm not doing championships anymore, I think the luck have, have lost me a little bit. And uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's the price to pay when you're not doing the full-time season. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's for sure, it's, it's never nice. In the other hand, uh, there is still uh, two cars from the team on the podium. Calais was doing a great job anyway, so it's not... Uh, we cannot say that he's stalling this victory, you know, it's... Uh, from first on the road yesterday, he have done everything he could, so it's uh, it's nothing to say about that. But of course, I would have loved to carry on fighting with him up to the end. Ah, oh, David, you know what? We, we talked about Cali Rovenpera having a, a measured, controlled weekend. Uh, for me, Ogier seemed to be pretty much in control as well. And you know, it's Greece. It's Greece. It's a crop list. These things happen. We can't put that down to a weakness in the mm -hmm. car. I don't think we can put it down to. Uh, a driver error, you know, rocks appear, uh, suspensions get broken. It was just one of those things. The Acropolis will always do that to cars and to drivers and to, to hopes and aspirations of, of victories here, won't it? It's, it's the nature of the event. You come to the Acropolis and you roll the dice. And, and sadly for, for Ogier, it didn't, uh, he didn't come up with a pair of sixes this time. It's, it's difficult. I think, you know, you talking about him being in absolute control, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I think he was. No, I think he was. I, I think he, no, he, he I, dialed I, himself in nicely. He wasn't doing it. You said the same with Safari. And then on that Sunday morning, Calais pulled that time out of nowhere, didn't he? And, and, and you know, undermined but, that but, but control. That, that's, that's Robin Perra. But no, David, that's, no. You know, that is Robin Perra. And that's the genius and the brilliance of Robin Perra. And we've talked about this many times where others see jeopardy, he sees opportunity. And he saw that as his opportunity. Nothing to do with Ogier giving back any degree of control to Robin Perra. It was Robin Perra you, saying... By definition, if your if you're 10-second lead becomes a 5-second lead, you've lost 50% well, you of can, your control. You, you can be in control with a 1-second lead. He, he was controlling the circumstances. He was controlling his pace. He was controlling his expectations of the stage. He, he, was, contro he was in control of, of himself. I think right. that's a very... And, and, and but that, I, don't think he was, I don't think he'd got this event in, in his grip. No, I didn't grip. say that. That's not what I said. I said he was in control, and he was in control. Well, they're all in control. No, they're not. Some of them Who's aren't. been Some out of control? Right, you tell, I'll tell you. When we get to talking <laughs> about Hyundai, I'll tell you, because you have a very interesting thought. Thierry Neuville, you could argue. You, no, you I didn't spot, think he was out of control. I said he was in no, a zone. You, no. You spotted something with Nouvelle. Not a lack of control. Well, but the suggestion was that, that there was something different about him, something yeah. different about his post. He was maybe pushing it a little too much. He was maybe a little no, too hyped up. I, we know Sebastian Ogier was on top of the emotions. He had all sorts of incidents to deal with. And that, 100%. Ogier has that ability to totally get himself into that place where he can drive at that consistent speed. Right. Thierry Nouvelle has that same ability, and I do think he went a percent above that, half a percent. degree, of, half percent, whatever. But I wouldn't say he was out of control. And I think that what happened to Thierry was not a control no. thing. No, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the shortly because there's quite a bit to discuss with Hyundai, with the issues that he had yeah. with that suspension, then the issues that Esapeka had as well. We'll talk about that shortly, but, but yeah, all right. Are you going to sit back a bit now? He's just no, leaned right forward. I got very forward. close, I got very close. Uh, apologies for that. Um, <laughs> I might have to call HR. <laughs> Nicole, hello. Uh, Ogier, you know, 
it is a part-time season. He does come out to win, and you can tell that. You know, he, he's come back out on Sunday morning. I'm pretty sure if he was given a choice, he'd have got on his plane yeah, and been straight home. Yeah. Um, David, it is that time of year. You know, might we see Ogier full-time next year? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Who, who's which team has he got a job to do for next year? Can you see him going anywhere other than? There's a, there is a lot of talk about this whole Hyundai thing, and I. You, you could see, you know, you've only got to look at the guy that we spent a long time talking to yesterday, is Francois Xavier de Maison, FX. Yeah. That's the a guy, fit again. 100%. You know, know the two reunion. of them were dominated WRC yeah. for four years and and forged an incredible bond and friendship oh, and, and everything. That dog they, looks exactly like my Algernon. Exactly the same markings with those. That's, those that's really, Algernon was dead. Well, cat, he is dead. Don't oh, sorry. say it like that. Sorry. Algernon passed away. He was the greatest dog ever. The, oh my he's not, goodness me. Ah, uh, Holly's the greatest dog ever. No. Oh, he looks exactly like my Algernon. I can't believe that. I'm sorry, I've Carl. had a moment. I've had a moment. Oh my goodness. But at least the, the important thing is you're not dramatising it in any way. Are not you? in any way. No, I'm almost tearing up. He looks like my Algernon. <laughs> Let's move um, on. So oh, yeah, dogs uh, do strange things to you, don't they? Auger. <laughs> Auger and that yeah. partnership was unbelievably strong. Uh, and if they were going to try and recreate that, I'm sure yeah. there's an appeal there. Um, but Auger leaving Toyota, it's, so, it's I, a stretch. There's so many options. And the, the, the absolute respect between yeah. Sebastian Auger and Japan is, right. is remarkable. And what you have to ask yourself are a number of questions here. Well, the one question is, the one question you have to ask yourself, and then you have to consider a number of different answers. The one question is, why is Auger doing it? Well, why, why is he continuing to drive? Because he enjoys it. Right, right. He will look at Hyundai and he will realise that Hyundai are nowhere near as stable as Toyota are just now. Hyundai are on the way. They're very much on the way. Yeah. And with the Maison, they've taken a massive step. You know, they've, they've been just kind of slightly just trotting forward, occasionally getting held up and maybe going back a bit. They're now taking strides forward. But they're nowhere near where... Uh, I would say near. I, I'd say that in terms of stability, in terms of um, uh, the word I'm looking for is, um, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for where everyone, harmony, in terms of harmony, uh, and all of these things, they're, they're, they're a long way short of that. They're a long, long way short. So that's one thing. Is he doing it for the fun? Is he doing it for the money? You have to ask that question. And if he is doing it for the money, which I don't think he is, then he might consider Hyundai. Hyundai might be able to offer him silly money to come and drive for them. Yeah. Is he doing it for records? Probably not. I thought you said there's one question. There's one question, but there's, these are the answers, right? So the question is, why is he doing it? So there's yeah. one question. What I said, listen. Yeah, but you then said, is he doing it for the money? That's another No, question. but these are options. These are options as to why he's doing it. So the question is, why is he doing it? Is he doing it for the money? That's not a different question. Is it for the money then? Well, we'll put it in a different way. That's another question as well. Is it for the glory? <laughs> is it for the fun of it? Can we not just get back to talking about him in Greece? Oh, go on. You pick this one up. I'm that's gonna, a, you know what that's I mean. A, I do completely, but I think it, Sebastian Auger's motivations for either moving or staying with Toyota is a different, totally different podcast where we need to go back and look at the motivations for him right, moving. Move on, Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, we've already played the audio, haven't we, from Sebastian Auger? I think we have. So let's move on then, David. Uh, quick, it's quick been word. a long rally. Quick word, it's been a long <laughs> rally. And it's got hot. And David's jumper was completely, completely understandable and acceptable. Actually in Athens, because it was quite chilly in the breeze and on this Thursday morning, afternoon. And this morning. And this morning when we were 5,000 feet up a mountain. Is that 5,000 metres? Feet, were we feet, halfway David, up 5, Everest? 5,000 metres is halfway up Everest. Yeah. Um, I think that's... It's 5,000 like feet. Morning. About 1,400 metres up. Yeah, it's been um, quite a long... But anyway, jump, moving on. Who are we talking about? On and it's, I, I just don't get it. But anyway... Uh, Takamoto-san, um, just very quickly. Great. Really great. Great. Just really totally great. after everything that he came from from last year. Uh, as we said, many times he was nowhere. In his yeah. own in his own words, he was nowhere. He yeah. sixth, but donkey's years behind yeah. the rest and then crashed on the power stage and all. No, disaster. And then really on edge a little bit coming in here. No test, no shakedown. Um, and straight into tricky, tricky conditions first yeah. thing. On, on Friday morning. Great job. Just, you He's know, in a good place right now. No, I think he is. Don't say that. You're always doing that. When he was, he was always in a good place. And, you know, he wasn't a couple of rallies ago in Estonia. You didn't let me finish it. And I'll tell you why I think he's in a good place. 
A, because I think his driving is showing signs of getting back to its best, right? Okay, but that's not the important thing. What I like is the way the relationship, and I think it's taken a little while to bed in, the relationship with Takasan and Aaron Johnson to me looks stronger and stronger and stronger. They are mm. now working as a proper team. Now, I've, never se I've never seen that. I, I, no, I, I've never I, it had takes it. time. It ta I, I'm not uh, saying it was bad. But no, 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 but I mean, but this I time last year, seeing, I would have said that am, they were they I were am strong. now seeing real signs that that is a complete team. It's not a driver and co-driver with a, you know, a dominant and a less dominant uh, member of the team. They are a proper team, and I'm liking the way that relationship is developing, and I am okay. absolutely certain that it's feeding in to Takasan's performance. All rallying, one source. By now, you know that Dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news. But when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel, just join us here at Dirtfish Rally School, nestled in the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington. Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you want to watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on. Uh, let's talk about Hyundai. Um, you know, we had a good chat with FX Amazon. We had a good chat with Cyril Abitable. Uh, they are still in the performance building phase with their Rally One car, whereas perhaps Toyota are in the performance gain phase where you start to look, you've got reliability, you've got a good pace, you start to look at areas where you can find a little more pace. You find a little more pace by perhaps taking a little weight out of certain components. Mm. Hyundai, for me, are still trying to find components that are a little more solid, a little more reliable. I, I think, and I'm not saying that, you know, but Cyril said it. He said, we need to check and see whether that impact with Thierry could justifiably, should justifiably have caused the damage it did. Same with the issues that Esapeka had. You know, should those parts have broken with that level of abuse, if you like, with that level of impact? They're at a different point from Toyota and they do yeah. need to get on top of these things. And that is part of the challenge for FX. You want to talk? Was you, that you were studying I, no, I was a little bit distracted. You I were more than a little bit distracted. I was just trying and to once again, you weren't bothering listening to me. No, no. It's I, all right when David <laughs> Evans is talking, but when anyone else is talking, you know. I was actually looking at, for Norihiko Katsuta's times ah. in Hokkaido Rally to oh, see how, because obviously Katsuta-san's father was competing against Yari Mati in... Yeah. In, uh, in Japan, yeah. and I was hoping to update, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Couldn't find him. Yeah, well done. No, sorry. Uh, well done. But so, I was so, a little so, distracted, so, yeah. was it, but it wasn't really so a question the point there. Was, the, 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 no, 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 but it's your view. This is not what a podcast is about. I don't have to keep asking questions. It's your view on the, the point that I'm making. The point I'm making Just is, a very quick recap on that point. The point I'm making <laughs> is that they're still searching. You, the second phase of development of a car is finding the ultimate performance by, oh, by yeah, yeah, taking yeah. the weight yeah. out. They are still looking yeah. to actually find reliability yeah. in their components. We should play, Never play mind. a little bit of that Cyril uh, interview, because that was really... I well, was, let's hear from it, Cyril a bit of uh, We talked to him on... Um, Saturday night. Remember when. Saturday night. Here's, and I like... I have to tell you, I'm liking more and more you Cyril like a bit of You like the cut of his jib, don't I you? do. I really do, because he's got mm. different ideas, and he's got... Uh, he talks a lot, and I don't mind people that talk a lot. Um, really? Because Adamo at times, geez. Well, you talk a lot and you quite like yourself, don't you? I love myself, David <laughs> Evans. Here's Cyril Abitable. Do you kind of see this year as a trans transition year? You're transitioning from the Adamo years, the year without really a, a leader in place, and now into your culture, into the way you want things doing. Is it a transitional year where these, these things are clearly not what you want, but they're all part of the transitioning process? For sure, when you arrive in uh, you know late January, you will have had little influence in uh, in the things that you will have to deal with. You know, but I don't want to distantiate myself from the organization. I think that uh, we, we I'm part of the team. I'm not I'm part of the team since seven months. I am part of the team. Full stop. Uh, having said that, uh, we we have a plan uh, if we want to. Uh, have a good go at Toyota uh, in the very short-term future. And I'm not talking about 2027, I'm talking short-term future. Uh, we know that there is a number of things that we, we want to improve and that we will be improving and starting also with the organization. I mean, there is a, 
some elements in the organization that know that uh, FX is part of the team that we can build uh, looking forward. But I want to look forward. I don't want to look backward. See, that, yeah. that, was, that was interesting. And he does have a different perspective. And you find this sometimes with people coming in from Formula One, that they do come with a different level, not a different level of analysis. That's entirely insulting to WRC engineers. It, but just a different way of approaching stuff. Um, and he does, and he's absolutely right. And the stuff like you say, we spoke to FX about, is that second level is about bringing weight out of the car. They're into that second level and they're potentially putting weight into the car mm. to build more reliability into it. And th there's, there's a lot of analysis coming up on dirtfish.com about where the Hyundai is for the rest of this year and going into next year. The cinnamon donut, not very good. Uh, it's a little bit, it's not really a donut. It's a cinnamon cake. It's a bit too dry for me. Is it? Mm. That's not, I can do cake. Mm. So there we are. So you, you we, we, <laughs> shut your face. <laughs> HR again, <laughs> calling Nicole from HR. So, so let's talk then about Thierry Neuville. Uh, yeah, we had that little discussion earlier on about whether he was in control or not. Just, just talk us through where that discussion came from. Can you see that on the roundabout? Look at that. Right. There's a, a scooter has just gone by. When he goes past, look. Mm. It was a. It was one of the scooters. That's remarkable. That? One of the scooters from Peugeot. I assume it's a Peugeot. It, so would, it was the silver 206 WRC scooter that the, right. that the drivers and the crew would have used to go to and from the the in control into their service bar. That that scooter's 20 odd years old. Twin. Well, so it was. 2002, 2001. One. One. No, they were Marlboro, weren't they? Yeah, the silver mm, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, a brief aside. Um, it was quite interesting, though. Was it? Moderately. Moderately. Thierry, I do think that when we saw him after he'd set that extraordinary time on Friday night, when he took nine seconds. No, it was on Saturday morning, wasn't it? He lost into, time yeah, and then got in, it back. In Karut. Mm. Uh, came into it there. And he just, I, there was a sense that he wasn't distracted, but you get this when you talk to drivers, when they are completely in the zone, you can tell that they're just not taking things in, they're not listening because they're so focused on everything that they're doing. And that's where he was. Um, and you don't always see, we, normally, when we get to talk to drivers, they've, they've had that sort of decompression, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He was pretty much straight off the bottom of the stage straight into the regroup, mm. the, before the regroup. Well, it was very short his on, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And then they were straight into frantic activity. In, into working out what to do, the tyres, mm. the strategy and what to Scraping what the mud. Yeah, and uh, he, it did seem to me that he was absolutely on one. Mm. Um, and he was, in, he was in, the, in that place. And I felt there was something a wee bit different about Thierry. And I think he, he was, you know, he wanted this victory as well. Obviously, I have of course to say, David, I, I'm going to go with what you're saying because unusually, you've been remarkably observant of, of, <laughs> of, no, of human factors this weekend. You, you, when it comes to the rally, there's no one better. You, you pick up everything. But the human side of it, sometimes, I, I think you're, you're not quite the god that you are of writing when it comes <laughs> to picking out the human kind of... I'm not. You know, you're not. You're not, not but, but, you, but, you, but with Thierry, you did pick up something there. And you also picked up something really interesting with Ogier during that, that almost what could easily have been a panic when the car fell off the jacks. You know, yeah. it was, they were so up against it with time. And you said, but did you not notice? You know, to me it was frantic. And he said, but did you not notice? He literally stopped for a second. Stopped I just, just checked the time. And that's all it took him. One yeah. second to say, yeah, no, that's the this one. is how much time we've got. This yeah. is what we have to do. Yeah. It was a very, very good observation. Yeah. But anyway, but that Neville, was, yeah, that was, well, yeah. Neville now, once again, sadly, is building for a championship challenge next year we've said that year after year after year when did Neuville Neuville finished runner-up in the championship many many Ooh, times yeah. but when was the last time he actually took his challenge to the last did he ever take it to the last yeah, round it was Australia wasn't it, in... it to the... yes there was three of them there was four of them four of them was it was it four it was Ogier Tanak Thierry yeah. was it Elvin maybe I can't remember it was the Trouble. rumble down under or something wasn't it? Yeah, what did they exactly. call it yeah uh, yeah uh, I think it was three, it may have been four. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're three rounds to go, three and a half rounds when he crashed out and his championship challenge is over. You might argue his championship challenge was over when he got disqualified yeah, from, safari. from Safari. I, I want Thierry Neville to be a world champion. He, I think he's earned it, I think he deserves it, I think he's, he's fast enough, but I don't think he's consistent enough. Yeah. Um, That's the argument. And he needs to find it, he needs to... 
It, yeah, and what, what you cannot afford, if you do have these momentary lapses in concentration that cost you the odd rally, you cannot afford to have a car which also occasionally lets you down. Nope. You, you can be world champion in a car like a Toyota and make one or two mistakes, mistakes. a year. But, yeah, Rimati said it, didn't it? You know, when, when Calais had that big old shunt in, mm. in Finland, Yerry Matty said, everybody makes one yeah. mistake a year. Now, the team made one or two mistakes and, and let them down. They have made more than the odd one mistake. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Yerry Matty. Yeah, he did. Uh, but remember that year in Australia again, where he, he actually crashed on the power stage. It was his only, his only accident of the whole year, Yerry Matty, that brother. It was, it was, we were celebrating. It was like, Yerry Matty has gone a whole year without making a big mistake, and then he crashed from the power stage, the last stage of the year. It was awful. Um, I don't remember that. No, but I do. I do. I was there. I was eulogising on radio about how wonderful it was. Has he turned the corner? Is this the making of Yari Matty lap for the whole year without a... Oh, he stopped in the stage. Yari Matty. Remember, he put it into the trees on a right hand. I'm seeing it now. I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. 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 no, absolutely. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, Yeah, so for Nouvelle to be a champion, he needs needs to find a little more reliability and the team needs to give give him a more reliable, consistent car next year. Lappy, quick word for Lappy, David. Lappy, great. No, yeah, no. Do you think you can take positives? I, no. No, because when, before he had the issues, Friday morning, he didn't feel, he said he didn't feel comfortable in the car, didn't no. feel safe in the car. So, he did say that, didn't he? Yeah, so not so much, you know. You, to, uh. The concern is he came from Finland on a completely different style of gravel rally, not feeling in control or confident in the car. He's come to a completely different style, rough gravel rally here, and he still doesn't feel. Um, so something's changed, because if you go back to Sardinia, to previous rallies where he was seemingly never off the podium, uh, he looked very, very comfortable there. So I'm not sure there are a huge number of positives to take from, from here, particularly not when he was lying under the car trying to fit the alternator belt in it horribly warm conditions in, yeah. in Atea yesterday afternoon. It's, I guess the positives are that he got the car home. Um, and he scored and points. Scored points, yeah. yeah but, and, and you know, he looks good, doesn't he? He's got, you know, the beard's really working for him. He's, he looked pretty handsome. He didn't seem to wear his cap as much. And he well, looked a lot yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a kind yeah, of Yeah, he's got that Viking look about him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's the point about that? Oh, yeah, just yeah, that was a positive. He looks good. Positive. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a very he's yeah. lovely co-driver in Yanni and just. So and here's the thing. So, you know, I've talked about we've gone team by team in this podcast as as we often do after an event. Uh, so I've gone number one driver, number two driver, but the best performing driver we've left the last in Ireland by Danny Sordo. Danny once again. Now I said to Cyril a bit of you know, Sordo. Final word for Sordo. What a job he's done. He said, you have a soft spot for Sordo. Yeah, we Everyone do. does. Everyone you, does. You rumble. But, 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 you, know, you can't argue against Sordo's performance here. Yes, he's not maybe shown the this ultimate is a, pace. But, but Cole, he's used for his a brains. decade now, for a yes. decade, this is what keeps Danny Sordo employed. Year by he's year by year. He's always there. He's yeah. always bringing points. I'm going to say right now, I don't think he'll be driving next year. I don't think he I, will. I don't like the sound of some of the responses no. we get. You know, no. and I think I think I think Hyundai could be making, if they're talking manufacturers championship, an enormous mistake. I, I would agree with that. You know, you know, on a personal level, a WRC without Danny Sordo is a much poorer place because well, Hyundai without Sordo are a poorer yeah, team. Well, yeah, I was going to come to that, but you could Sorry, argue that's your job to interrupt you me. Could, <laughs> <laughs> you could argue that that are they looking forward? You know, the beginning of last year the beginning of 22 they had a big push towards a young driver development scheme they brought oliver solberg in then at the end of last year it was all change no no, we're going with a much more experienced out um outfit blah 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 what's the intention for next year 180 well we know what it is they've said it there's another 180 they're talking about About finding a young driver and and that is laudable because and very sensible you need to but is it is it productive towards a championship so what abitable has said is look you know we intend to be here for the long term we know there's a situation in two or three years time Mm. where potentially driver choices will be limited so we're going to bring someone through fourth car david it has Mm. to be a fourth it does you know it has to be a fourth car for who so a third car for who Third car, Sordo, and, and, and share it, you know, share that yeah, car. But so who's the other driver? Is it Oliver Solberg? Is it Tammy Sunanen? Well, you might allow this. this is it Emil Lindor? To send the young driver in full time, for me, is a massive gamble. To bring a young driver into the team 
on a part-time basis with Danny Sordo, for me, is the sensible way to do it. Sordo's nonsense. Sordo's talk. Yeah, why nonsense? The best idea Total is nonsense. a fourth car for me. Total why nonsense. You introduce him to the, the stresses, the challenges of working within the, you the you get point young driver a, a complete program, and you say, essentially, do what you want. I'm do saying that. This is what I said. I'm saying. I'm saying a full season, but sharing the wrong thing. Sharing it with Sordo. No, no, no. Give him. No, no, but don't, full, but season, yeah. full season, full yeah, season. So four cars, three cars on some events, four cars on, on others. So when your young driver is your third driver, you only have three cars because Sordo's at home. But when Sordo's your nominated driver, you have four cars. The young so driver's also four cars there. all the time. Oh, well, that would be great. If they want to do that, yeah. great. And that was my initial point. Again, yeah. you're not listening. No. That was my initial point. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I think we Good. might be getting to the end of this podcast. Perhaps. perhaps. <laughs> Just have a bit of lemon. I'll, I'll, I'll try a bit of that. You need a bit of sugar. You need yeah. a bit of sugar. Um, this place is getting really busy. It's obviously a very populous little yeah. place. I think we've chosen well here. Mm. Lots of people turning up. You know, they, 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 they do have an issue, but I, I think they have to keep Danny Sordo in the fold. I, I, you know, he's talked about, I think his need or his desire to perhaps mentor younger drivers as well to help younger drivers what better way than you know having a teammate in that third car a car mate is as a Danny Sordo the right this, this is definitely another podcast and I'm just throwing it out there is Danny Sordo somebody that is a great mentor well, he's been there he's done it he's been he's been how many so world many championships years. has he won doesn't matter how many world championships has um, did Alex Ferguson win did Alex Ferguson who taught a whole no. legion of drivers to left foot brake. Right. Yanni Matilavala. The, the, the best coaches, Pentecost the best Yanni mentors Matilavala. in life are, we're not talking about, you know, the elite, the elite Alex performers. Alex not a mentor. The, the elite performers, the elite achievers are very rarely the best mentors because they have a very, they very, they simply very, can't explain. They have, and they have a selfish attitude. You know, you mm. cannot be a world champion at the like highest level. Like you're not going to tell anybody like, how to do stage end reporting, are you? Stage M what? <laughs> what? Stage M what? Um, you know, so no, no. Danny Sordo for me is because he's been there, he's seen it, he's watched the master. You know, Sebastian Loeb performing all those years. Yeah, he's worked true. with those years. He's worked with the best. Okay. No. Then we won't bother doing another so, podcast. So we won't. We still just get M Sport to do then. M Sport. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, okay, listen, listen. I've seen a few comments on our video saying that we're skirting around the M Sports issues. We're not. Um, there's just oh, no, not we, we, we talked about this, didn't we, on Saturday night? We didn't talk about M Sport and Tannock. We should have done. Um, and, and that was a mistake. We, we should have done. Because. And, and it was, there was no, simply it was, a, it, was a, it was the table. It, it was a knee. time issue. Um, and, and actually, we. There was so much else going on. So exactly, there was a lot going on. We have massive respect, obviously, for, for everything that M Sport's doing. It's a tough time right now. We've seen teams go through this in, in the history of the sport. Yeah, and and yeah. they will get through it. They've been through this before. You look between, like Rich Milner said the other night, from 12 to 17, they didn't win a rally. Well, you know, uh, they were winning in February. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, we've a long yeah. way to go before that. Yeah. I think the difficulty is that they've, they've got Tanak. They've got a high-profile driver. There's an expectation of winning everywhere with Tanak. Uh, and Tanak raises his own expectations. He expects to win. Um, you know, in, in Tanak's mind, he's still in 2019. He's still absolutely at the top of the tree, and nobody in the whole wide world can drive a rally car quicker than him. And he might be right. And absolutely. He might be right. 100%. And when, you know, these flashes of absolute brilliance, like Friday evening, you know, with a pretty much a failed water pump, two stages, bang, bang, quickest. Um, not with a failed water pump, but you know, the water pump that was running continuous, continuously. Um, he can still do it, M Sport can still do it. Absolute sympathy for Pierre Louis Lube, uh, not to even get his car on the dirt here when he led here 12 months ago. It's, that's agonizing for, for him. I, I think, I, I, David, I think, I think the thing is, you know, we don't talk critically about things like the, the water pump failure because what's the point in talking critically about it? You know, a team that's as well. No, 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 no hang on. Oh, wait, wait, let me make my point again. All right, a team all like right. Toyota, a team like Hyundai, potentially budgets approaching 100 million for the year, you know, they have no excuses. They can endurance test every single part. So they have to find. But we know that we're talking about a different setup. And we know, sadly, that you occasionally you do get a bit of an Achilles heel. Something does go wrong. Us criticizing that will not do anything. It will not help the cause. It will not enlighten anyone. 
We it is like... our job to inform and comment. But not to criticise necessarily. And, and, and I don't think we, we, we should. I think we should, and I hope that we do enlighten, you know, and, and talk when we talk about the budgets, when we talk about the restrictions that, that your M Sport face in comparison with the other teams. Hopefully that gives a better picture of, of I, really I, the landscape, the landscape I, that they operate in. It's very different. Go ahead, start. Just stop eating and start. I talked talking. about the need to do different podcasts. One podcast we absolutely one. have to do is is sit down with Malcolm and yeah. with Richard Milner and just yeah. talk. People have no clue of the struggles on a daily basis that team is going through just to get here. Yeah. Just to get here from the from the commercial department, from the people, from John Steele trying to sell cars, trying to sell yeah. seats. When Rally One came in, Malcolm Wilson was absolutely told, "You will be able to sell these cars." He, he hasn't sold one. Because he's he's maybe he sold one to Sardarides. Yeah. But yeah. you know, he's used to selling ten cars a year, yeah. at least, and this is what funds the program. Yep. And when he was selling our five cars, yep. that effectively funded the WRC program. Yeah. And it is incredibly difficult yeah. at every level for for M Sport. People have no clue. So, and that is why I think sometimes maybe we're we're not as critical as people expect us to be because there's no point. There's no point no, in us criticising these easy situations. To sit, you know, sit. And I'm not about to berate people, keyboard warriors, whatever they want to call them. Everybody is very, very entitled to their opinion. It's our job to further inform those opinions. Right. That's what we're going to do. We'll go and see Malcolm. We'll That's another podcast. Is everyone entitled to, to their own opinion on the on the internet? I'm not entirely convinced no, let's they are. Well, another point. I think we've got four more podcasts. You're making notes of these podcasts we've got to do. <laughs> right, listen, folks. Um, talking about further podcasts, you've obviously all missed George Donaldson on this one. Uh, I'm pretty certain George will be back next week with an in-depth analysis yep. of the retirements, the issues that every driver has suffered here in Greece. Folks, again, thank you very much for we joining us. We miss George here. We miss George we, in Greece. We always miss George. We George, need to bring George in. George's George, stories from Greece are unreal. He's Mr. Safari. He's Mr. Acropolis. Yeah. You know, those are the two rallies. Three rallies you associate George with. Mr. Sweden Isaac. and Mr. RAC as well. Well, there's four Mr. Then. Finland a little yeah. bit. <laughs> He's just Mr. WRC, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Folks, again, thank you for joining us. If you have missed anything, if anything that David and I has discussed here, has got you thinking, and maybe you think, oh, I missed that. Just go back to our website, dirtfish.com, find the button that says Dirtfish Live Center, click on that, and you can scroll through chronologically each day of the rally, and you will find an awful lot more detail about all of those incidents and all of the happenings on the Acropolis Rally of Greece. It has been a joy, folks, talking about this rally for you today. David, thank you very much. Cole, it's always a joy. It's a little bit hot for me now. <laughs> I've got to be honest. The I can jumper see that. is, it's borderline coming off. So, so you've normally got a lovely, healthy complexion. It's beginning to look a little bit puce. The heat is building. <laughs> thank there, heavens. There's a redness about thank, you which suggests thank, slight overheating. Thank heavens. There's a we're freezer on a podcast. there. Get Do you your know head what? in I'm that freezer. I'm actually going to go and put Get my head in that freezer, in that freezer right now. Freezer. Folks, thanks for joining us. We'll speak to you again shortly.